Hello, good to see you. I'm here in Lynchburg, Virginia, downtown Lynchburg. I'm underneath a tree in Farmer's Market. Uh, Main Street's in front of me. You'll probably through the course of this video, you're gonna, going to see people go by. You may hear traffic and that kind of thing. Uh, just to let you know what's happening around me here. Uh, you may not realize it, but you already know a lot about English grammar. In fact, you're masters at English grammar. You may not have ever thought that. Um, but why would I think that? The reason I think that is because you control the language already. Probably your native speakers, most of you, that are listening to this. If you are native speakers, from the time you were a little baby, you have been learning the, the rules of English grammar about all the different rules that we use to speak and to communicate with each other. And and, and what do I mean by that exactly? Um, there are many examples I could give you to show and to prove to you that you really are an expert now. Uh, uh, for example, if, if we're talking about very, very small changes in sounds, especially vowel sounds in English, I can give you a list here of the, the various sounds that are so important for communicating in English and without knowing these little tiny, tiny nuances of, of, of vowel quality, the communication can't happen. So, for example, there's here, there, there are these sounds, very important sounds in English. E, E, I, A, I, O, 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 and A. Why are these important? Because these sounds distinguish these, these 10 or so words that are only distinguished by these vowel qualities. So, for example, you have bet, beat, bit, bait, bite, bought, but, boat, uh, bat. Again, only distinguished by these, these nuances of sounds. Now, well, so what? Uh, this is easy, we all know this, we use these all the time. Uh, it just so happens to be the fact that English is unusual with these, these fine nuances of vowel sounds. Other languages don't have these. For example, Arabic only has three basic vowel sounds, not 11 or 12 or 15. Um, I'll give you another example about why these, these nuances of sounds are important. What if I said this? See if you understand this. Um, I boat the boat and boat two boats that I could boat the boat a boat. Understandable? Well, of course not. It's nonsense. I'm using the same vowel sound for every single one of those, those words, except for some of the, the, the grammatical bits between. But, but of course, if I put the right vowel sounds in, this is what it sounds like. I, I bought the boat and bet two bits that I could bite the bait a bit. Now then, of course, the, this thing explodes with meaning. It is a bit nonsensical, yes. But still, the, those vowel sounds all of a sudden make the, the language understandable. Uh, you can understand me. And of course, if, you, under, if you, you utilize these vowels, I can understand you. And of course, it doesn't just stop with vowel sounds. These, these vowel sounds are part of the structure of English, part of the grammar, uh, but they're also, parts of words, for example, how to form the past tense. Like I say, I, like if I say I, I'm standing here, um, there's a lot of complex grammar in the statement, I am standing here. Uh, and it's, it has to do with the fact that it's, that's myself doing it. It has to, has to do with the fact that there's a progression of, of activity here. I'm, I'm in the process of being in one place. Um, I've got a verb phrase, am standing. Uh, with a, an auxiliary verb and a, and a present participle. Um, and I'm also indicating where I am. I'm here in this, in this place. Uh, 
And I'm also, of course, I'm using these sounds, these, these many sounds that are so important in English to communicate this. Um, of course, this, this course is about that. It's going to be a lot about the things that we do that are, seem quite simple to us, but are quite, quite complex. Um, uh, another example of, of the incredible things we do and the things that you do. Um, if I say, have the sentence, the cat ate the food. It's fine to say the cat ate the food, perfectly good grammar. But what if I said this, um, that I understood the student was a surprise to everyone that was there. Now, those two sentences are very different. The, the cat ate the food and the other sentence that, that I misunderstood the student or whatever I said is a surprise to everyone. The, the structure actually is quite similar, uh, but this, it's very, very complex. Now, what do I mean? Um, if you, you can have an actor like a cat. The cat eats something. But if I have, and, and it, it, that's all about the cat, you see, but if I say that she misunderstood me in the class was a surprise, that she, that she misunderstood me in the class all is the same, performing the same kind of role or function that cat is in the other sentence. And does that make sense? Well, it may not make sense at first, but it's, it's performing the exact same function. Both are subjects, both are what we're talking about. That she misunderstood me and the cat, both are what we're talking about in, in those particular two sentences. Uh, and those, those things there that are the, about what we're talking about, they're called nominals. Uh, they're noun-like things. A, a noun-like thing is like a cat or a dog or a tree or whatever, but it, to say something else is a noun, like that she misunderstood me, all of that together, those words being this, performing the same function, Weird, strange, but it's true. It's part of English. It's, it's the way it works. Um, I can say I saw the man that was run, running down the street. The man that, that was running down the street is the object of the verb see. It's the same thing as saying I saw, I saw something. But if I describe the man as well, it becomes quite complex. And again, of course, we use these all the time. Um, and then we, the way we talk has to do with, with focusing on certain information. Um, if I talk about a certain thing, you expect me to continue talking about that for a, a bit. And if I want to change what I, I'm talking about to something else, then there are certain signals, certain grammatical things I do to, to change what I'm going to be talking about. So, uh, so for example, if I say John um, is my son, you're going to expect me to say a few things about John. I mean, he's He's living at a certain place, he's doing certain things. Now, how do I do that? How do I follow the topic from the first sentence to say the third, fourth, or fifth sentences throughout a paragraph? Well, there's certain ways I do that in grammar, but we do it all the time. I'm going to be giving you, in the course, labels for these things, labels about how we do this, how the language holds together, what you, what you already know. I'm just going to tell you, well, what you just did is this or what you did, what you said ju just in that particular way is, is an example of that. Uh, the, and basically the, the course is about learning terms, about learning a language to talk about the language. Um, another thing is, has to do with uh, when we talk, we, we assume that the hearer or the reader, if we're writing, knows what we've just said. So, for example, if I say, um, the tree is growing in the in Bedford Park. 
Uh, I could subsume all that into a very general statement and say, and say it did that. In other words, it, the tree was growing in, in Bedford Park, but I can also say it did that. Now, what, what is that? Going from very specific, specific information to something very um, general and, and implies inherent knowledge, uh, we're going to be learning about that in the course, about how we do that. And we all do that in all languages. And it's called, it's a, the technical term for this is anaphora, when we refer to information again after we've mentioned it already. Um, uh, something else that has to do with English grammar is, is what is called a schema. And I'm sorry for the technical term, but it's even like this, this video we're doing right now. There's a certain expectation about what I'm going to say and how, how I'm going to do it and the sequence of the things that I'm going to say um, in, in the process of this video. Um, that you're probably going to be expecting me to, to, to do certain things, to introduce a, some ideas about what the course is going to be, a li going to be like, what I'm going to introduce. Um, and this is the way we understand language to, to a large degree. English grammar has to do with what we expect to hear. So, so if, let's say this video turned on and, um, and I read a poem from, from Shakespeare. Now, would that be what you would have expected to hear? Probably not. You might think, well, if he's going to read a poem about Shakespeare, he's probably going to then explain it, maybe show how grammar has something to do with it or, or something like that. But you'd have to start thinking about what it is that I'm going to do. And, and if you had to think about what I was going to do, and if it wasn't obvious what I was going to do, there could be confusion. The, you may understand my words, but if it was not ex exactly what you expected to hear, then, then perhaps you'd understand, perhaps you wouldn't understand. Um, uh, for example, if I gave a, a told a real short story, uh, you would expect me, expect me to first start telling a little bit about a little bit of background to set the stage for whatever is going to happen in the story then the story would happen and whatever it was and then there would be some kind of con a conclusion to the, to the story now if I turned all that upside down and did it differently if I if I started with the climax of the story first uh, then maybe gave gave you some some specific specific incidents that happened within the story and then gave you some background and setting at the end well then I would expect you to, to misunderstand now, anyway, that's, let's just give you a little bit of a snippet about what this is all about. It's, it's to encourage you, really, that you already know this stuff. You're, you're already masters at this. Uh, you're just understanding me right now with what I'm saying, at least, at least hopefully most, mostly what I'm saying, is as a testament to the, your, your present knowledge of, of, of English. And I'm just going to help you to identify what you already know.